Welcome to Motor Cult Podcast, episode 74. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Snetsky. Hello, sir. Hello there. That's How me. You? How are you doing this fine Saturday? Pretty good. So, Wicked. Um, before I came in today, I was dicking around on Bringer Trailer. As you bed. often do. I was laying in bed. Oh, want. you weren't I, even pooping. No, it wasn't. I was laying oh. in bed and I didn't want to get out yet, so I tried to find as so much busy work as I could, so I pretended I was trying to find stuff to talk about. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, Were you, did you succeed in tricking yourself? I actually did because uh, I found what's probably the world's cleanest Mondial. Okay, <laughs> which is like it's like the, the the new Mondial challenge is trying to find one that doesn't suck, like one that hasn't been just driven into the ground. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of very low mileage examples out there. Yeah, but this one's like seven thousand miles low, so okay. it's like super duper low. Is that a coupe or a convertible? It's convertible. Okay, so uh, it is a real Mondial. Yeah, I, I think if I remember correctly, I think it's a. Quattro Vavoli or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, QV. QV, yeah. Is uh, it uh, that baby blue, like the one we found? In, no, this uh, one's it's red on tan. Oh, Rosa Corsa. Yeah, yeah So that's it, the good yeah, combo. It, it is Rosa Corsa, too. It's not the other reds that they have. Because you know, yeah, Well, yeah. they has got, got uh, like 14 different reds that nobody cares about. Like, like uh, Rosa Fiorano is the dark red one. Nobody cares about yeah, that. That one's uh, terrible. They, they shouldn't have one. They should have Rosa Corsa. And then if you don't want that, you shouldn't be buying a Ferrari. In fact, yeah, that's a very Ferrari sentiment. Like, No, when I was shopping for 355s, there were a lot of good deals. There were like Rosa Fiorano, there were black ones, there were yellow ones. I found a silver one. I'm like, I don't want any of those. Yeah, no, you you want the Rosa Corsa. Yeah, like, you want Rosa you... Corsa, you want a six-speed manual or five-speed in this case. I, yeah, it is a five-speed, yeah. But um, no, it, it, it's, it's really clean. I'm just bringing up Brand Trailer right now to verify that it is actually a QV. But um, okay. no, it's got, like it takes all the boxes. You know, it's just I wonder what the... that'll go for. You know, it might be the first one to actually hit like thirty thousand dollars. Like it's really, really nice. So let's see if I can find it. But yeah, you know, it's just like Mondial's like if you ever want to get a cheap Ferrari, like uh, Mondial's the way to go. I think it still is, yeah. There are a couple of models that are close. The three forty eight's pretty close. The three two eight is pretty close. The four fifty six GT is fairly close. Is it the three forty three forty eight was the one that got its ass kicked by the Supra and everything? The, no, right? it was my car. Or, it, well, yeah. probably both. Yeah, but, I mean, the 348 is the one just before mine. All right, yeah, because the 348 was the one that they were aiming for Okay. when they made the Supra. I know the um, 348 was, like, a woefully poor performer considering its price point. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, there's actually a... Well, actually, a My car fixed a lot of the there, issues. There happens to be, actually, a 348. I'm bringing a trailer right now for 15, and it's got four days left on it. So. Oh, Jana, I just got your text. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we texted uh, Burger to say that we were going to be a smidge late. I was swapping out. So I've got Philips Hue bulbs inside and outside of my house, and I've, I've found is. a company that's like clearancing out the first-generation ones because they can't sell them in stores anymore. But the bulbs themselves are the same. So they're selling basically three bulbs to the price of one. And I've been converting the home over, and I've been bringing my old bulbs here. So that's why I was downstairs, down here, putting in my old bulbs. Okay, so this is it. It is a QV. Nice. It's got 10,000 miles. I'm sorry, I lied. You should put a link to that in the notes. I'll put it up on the uh, stream for people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, Just it's put at, it right above episode 74. It's at $25,000 right now. So yeah, how, many, how many days are left? Like five. Oh, wow. So she'll crack 30? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's a strong maybe. Um... You know, hope I, I I can only hope because I really like these cars. But I think the whole thing of like why I like <laughs> so then them, you hope it doesn't makes them cheaper. I was gonna say, the thing about the Mondial is I like that car for the same reason oh, I like the C4 Corvette. 
because best Corvette is cheapest Corvette. And for me, the only Ferraris I care about are the ones I could like potentially afford. I gotcha. So it's like the Mondial, the 400i, and the, would like, you just uh, look at that hood? I mm. actually really like. It. I like the aesthetic of the Mondial, like actually, not just. Not even ironically. No, not even ironically. Like I think it's actually a very handsome car. As far as like a, a mid-engine two Gi- plus two I goes, mean, given the era you came from, yeah, I believe that. And well, I mean, given the fact that like it's a mid-engine two plus two convertible that doesn't look like hot garbage. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's a really its really competition good car is basically a Nissan Murano cross cab, and this looks way better. Yeah, <laughs> like even I, I can't even. What is a is the, Can you think of another two plus two that's mid engined in a convertible? No, or even a mid engine two plus two. Uh, those exist. Like, uh, Evora. Oh, is that two plus two? Yeah. Wow, it is. Jesus, they're really. Um. Oh yeah, huh? I guess the Cayman yeah. doesn't have rear seats, so uh, yeah, no, that it's, might be that might be about it. I think it's just the Evora. Yeah, it's like this or an Evora, and it's you know I'm not gonna lie, if I was have an Evora, the Evora is probably cheaper and it's a way better car. Yeah, but, but I mean, you're getting a two plus two. You're not getting it for like performance. You're getting it because you, you want something that looks like cool and exciting and top down. And right. what's better than Ferrari? Um, yeah. So is that anyway? I'm gonna continue talking. Fair enough. I'm gonna get into our actual topics here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So, California has their stupid exhaust law. Oh, yeah. I've been reading all about that this week. Yeah. I, actually, I guess... Well, the law itself didn't change, though, right? It's just, like, it's making headlines because people found out about it? Or well, what? no, no. They did change it. Oh, okay. They, they made it a lot stricter. Hmm. So, it, it used to be a fix-it ticket. Where okay. Where you would have to put a muffler on and take it in for emissions and be fine. Um, now, it's a thousand up to a $1,000 fine. Oh, geez. Like, yeah. on the spot, they just issue a ticket for it? Yeah. Oof. So, well, yeah. So, I, I guess um, uh, Overcrest, the other Minnesota-based yeah. podcast, they're actually getting a California sheriff on their show, apparently. To, okay. And they're spending an entire episode on it. I, I don't know. I don't really want to spend an entire episode on it. They can do that. We'll yeah. do our thing. I like, I like doing our thing, where we talk <laughs> about the news and we talk about culture. Um Couture, yeah. But are, this is the thing that gets me is like this week a lot of stock cars are gonna get like exhaust tickets mm-hmm. for their factory exhaust because they sound modified. And the first thing came to mind oh, was a like a bunch of them, yeah. The first thing came to mind was like a Fiat 500 Abarth, a factory car with no muffler, yeah, yeah, it, except a turbocharger. I mean, it is <laughs> it is 88 decibels, but it's like a really aggressive sounding 88 decibels. Yeah. So, but it's that's the thing is like people are gonna get hassled and they are gonna get tickets for a which modified is ridiculous exhaust. because. Yeah, it's, it's a stock car. It's a stock car, I know. <laughs> um, but then actually, I was doing some like research and like seeing what the decibel levels of some of these cars are. So yeah. like uh, the Ford Mustang Shelby GT 350R, the one with the flat plane uh, V8. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one they actually made the engine to make have the loudest exhaust possible. Oh. And currently, it's at 92 decibels. The that California state is ridiculous because decibels are exponential. So yes. every number you go up, it is an order of magnitude higher. Yeah. And I don't have like the comparable thing for 92 dB, but it is loud. So a cannon going off is 120. Like a right. Civil War cannon was right. 120 decibels. And that's like the best SPL subwoofer cars out there are also around 120. Yeah, exactly. It's like instant eardrum rupturing if you're within three feet. Yeah, yeah. it's quite loud. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's 92 decibels. Also Civil War straight. cannon pre-war. There's four wars before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh, 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 um, myself. <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, that was a 92, 92 decibels, and that's the loudest in production. However, the SRT, the Neon SRT4. Yeah, that was that's not a lot like the Abarth. That was 93. Oh, my God. That was even louder. That's ridiculous. Um, and that was seen by like, other cars, like the Lamborghini Aventador. It's always driven at, like, wide open, you know, full chat. Oh, it's yeah. Always some, like, those deep... always have, like, five-speed pipes, which make them way louder. It's true. But even in stock exhaust, it's always some dude with, like, spiked up hair and, like, spray on tan driving it. Driving it at five miles an hour downtown, like... popping it into neutral with the paddles, pinning it off the rev limiter, and yeah, then putting it back into keep, first gear. Keeping it in, yeah, keeping it in first forever. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's 70 decibels, but it's gonna it's a 70 decibels that will always be pulled over. <laughs> well, yeah, if you got a car that looks like a wedge of... Yeah, like Lamborghini cheese. Well, you, even more normal looking cars. The like Fiat S seventy six. That's one twenty five decibels. And oh then my you have god! The, um, yeah. Th- and then what the, is a W body with a bad flex pipe? That's got to be close to about ninety two, ninety three. <laughs> but I mean, but yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of cars that are that are out there that are kind um, of have a lot of problems. So yes. I guess apparently, if you have a Fiat S seventy six and you don't like get pulled over be all the careful. time. Uh, don't go to California. Go to Colorado. It's just as pretty, and they don't have as ridiculous laws. So, well, pretty much, go. yeah, all of those laws. But yeah, well, I mean, Cal- Colorado still has emissions and stuff, you know, but they're not as strict. I do love that California kind of just they they do the things that the rest of the country will do eventually, but they do them early and they do them a little too much. Yeah, so they set like a precedent for right. Like, so like, it's a good idea, but it's. It's too early to do it, and your I think it should re- rules are too stringent. Yeah, it should not be a thousand dollar fine. It should be a fix it ticket. Like that's even what it is. still like if it's Fiat five hundred a Barth loud or louder. There's just no reason why you should need well, to have an exhaust that loud so, on the street. Well, this is the thing. So they're talking about modified exhausts. Um, however, the thing is, is, the from what I understand, it's whatever the however loud the exhaust is, modified or unmodified. Okay. Um, God, then, that's, like, that's really dumb. It should it, be modified I, I th- only. I think it's. I think. Well, I mean, like factory exhausts. I think are okay. Well, I would but hope I mean, so because California thinking, allows them to be sold. There. I'm thinking more like the dude that drives a W body has to pay the ridiculous rent in Los Angeles, so he can't afford to fix his freaking test <laughs> pipe. <laughs> and that dude's just like poor as hell. Nice to pay a thousand dollar fine because of some douchebag cop. Yeah. Like, that that to me that's where the issue is. And I feel like what this is is. I think it's just politicians that don't look at the ramifications of the law. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. And they're they're probably not car people. They're probably no, not on the scene. They probably they, drive their Camry. Yeah. And well, and, and the, I and, don't like loud cars. Well, not only that, I think that they're they're um, you know they're 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 upscale. They're 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 more they're better paid than your average person. Haute class. Yeah. Exactly. They're but be, they're better they're better you know paid. So they're kind of like. Uh, disconnected from like what the average person has to go through. Yeah, no, I mean like, they definitely are. I mean, you like, look at government these days. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, I make I make a really reasonable wage at my job. I make you know between mm-hmm. I make like mid forty thousand dollars, like forty three or so. Pretty typical. Yeah. yeah, typical amount. I would not be able to live in California. Oh God, no! Even I couldn't afford to live in no, California. Like, with, like just the fiat. Like if, if I was no if I was walking, yeah, and I was eating ramen noodles, or I'd, if you I'd lived be able in a motorhome. Yeah, on the I, streets of Venice, I might be able to like get like if I wanted to like actually have somewhere that I could live, I'd be able maybe to squeeze out a living in Bakersfield, which isn't where nobody wants to live. Bakersfield, 
Bakersfield is like the Buffalo Minneapolis of California. Yeah. So it's just like an absolute shithole. <laughs> Sorry, I still have the Mondial up on the screen <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess everybody got to look at that beautiful car. Fits Ryan's aesthetic, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it does. Anyway, let's talk more about exhaust and how we love inline six noise. That's my terrible segue. So Toyota Mexico dropped the Supra completely uncamoed a week before its reveal at the Detroit Auto Show. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a little awkward, but hey, we've all seen it now, so that's pretty cool. I mean, we pretty much you could see right through the camo in a lot of the shots we've had. The you know the there've, month leading been, up here, there have been people that have rendered it and yeah, all that. Yeah, they've so like, they've, they've switched the color for like they've like drowned out the whites and everything, so it all goes to like just black. Or right. Something. So yeah. nobody's surprised to to see this white screen here, which is thank you wheels.ca, which I pulled the link from. But anyway, it's we've seen it, and I mean a lot of the angles you can really see the Z4 BMW underneath the sheet metal. But yeah, I think no, they you, did a good can. job with I, it. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that's a really good looking car. I think so too, and it, know, it it has a lot of like the heritage from the Mark IV in it. Yeah, and like a lot of the scallops and stuff like that. that. So, sound. oh no, you don't. Okay, good. Well, I think uh, I'm still going to. Yeah, my my thing with the Supra is I I don't know. It's really gonna be. I've I obviously have not driven one. I really have to drive one, but I'm afraid it's gonna be too Toyota sore. That compared what do you to mean? like the at the Lexus SCs, mean too soft. Yeah, I think it's gonna be too like luxury based versus sports car based. I mean, I hope not. You might be right, but I mean, if it drives like a Z4 coupe, we'll be in good shape. Yeah, and I think it will. I don't actually know how much of the running gear is BMW. Like you look at the brakes and stuff; those sure look like four super. series brakes. <laughs> oh, are they actually calling it a GR? No, it was definitely a Gazoo Racing logo in front of the Supra, though. Huh. But um, anyway, I'm excited to see those. I, 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 I think it's a I real, think it's a fabulous I think partnership. It's a beautiful car. I think that it is everything that the Z4 is, but better. Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely have one of these over a Z4 if and if they bring us the Z4's manual. Now, this is my thing. I would take that over a manual Z4. I would not. Do you know why? Probably because it's a Toyota. No, it's because BMW has been slacking really hard, and on principle, I would buy the Toyota. Speaking because of BMW slacking really hard, have you seen those 7 Series girls? This isn't on the copy. No. Oh, man. You keep talking then about why you would buy a Supra over a Z4. But no, it's they, they've been slacking, and Toyota, on the other hand, has been like doing everything they can to be better than they used to be. So why would I give money to a company that is, as a whole, like on a macro level, moving towards being plain Jane you know, Toyota in 2005? 2008. I mean, so you just don't want to reward them for being want... so crap at their job the last couple of years? Yeah, by... no. I, why, okay. why do they deserve my money? Like, when that's, I, that's a fair point. When I buy a car, I look at like what I get as a whole. I look at the community behind it. I look at like what my owning my ownership experience is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I go into a car hoping that's to be something like my 91 Civic that I had, where I, it's like, now I want to own every variant of it. Okay. If I may be rewarded by that, by having the car discontinued or just neutered and made it to, you know, make my grandmother happy, then I'm not going to want, I don't want to have that be the car that I want. Oh my God. Yeah. That is a massive grill. No, the people have memed it, turning the entire front of the vehicle into a grill. Also, if you want to be on here, that is not picking you up at all. Just for the record. But yeah, they, 
Yeah, this is why you don't want to buy a Z4. You want to buy a Supra because the company that's making the Z4 is also doing this. Also, I love when Jalopnik has their if found, th- their, their watermark. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Look at the front of that stupid thing. It's God, so that looks disgusting. Gross. It's it really like bad. Pig nose. That's that's exactly. It does look like a pig nose. It looks exactly like that god awful pre facelift 240SX from America that we had in the hash form. I wish I could get on the MotorCult Facebook page, but our listeners, go on the MotorCult Facebook page and look for the post on probably January 8th, and that will give you a very, uh, we'll say, caricaturized version of this vehicle. I I actually saw that. It's It's really quite good. So just, ugh. Yeah, that that doesn't work. But I guess thank you for... That's exactly why Toyota... You know, stuff like that. Like They will bring a manual. They will. You know, the thing is that even the Avalon is getting interesting. <laughs> like, the yeah. the historic, like, Grandpa-mobile car. Yep. They're actually making, like, a TRD version of it, which doesn't really make sense. But, uh, It'd be better if it was a GRMN version. Yeah, I know, right? And they have, like, <laughs> a, the, they set, like, the front-wheel drive full-size sedan lap records and Nürburgring with it. That would it. be sweet. Toyota, if you're listening. <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> Um, I'll, if you could put if you could put a column shift six speed manual on there, that would be wonderful. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> Can you imagine how happy the old three, grandpas would four, be with their column five, shift six speed? Six. <clears throat> Push in, move back to first, up. <laughs> it's got the exact same like gating as <laughs> a normal six speed with yep. on a column. Oh yeah. So it's just like super uncomfortable. To oh, I really want to drive a column shift six speed Avalon. No, that would be really <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. Toyota is doing a lot better than BMW, and BMW, I don't know, BMW is just like they're they're trying really hard to be like Ford. I, what? <laughs> I mean, eliminate everything we care about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I think, I think. they're, they're right. trying to do that. Uh, speaking of such, okay. Um, Ford actually is pulling well. God, what did they do now? Do I even want to know? They pulled another Ford. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ford Ford of Europe historic. Oh. Don't worry about it. It's not in the stream. The okay, computer good. just said I unplugged an audio device, which I didn't. So, so uh, Ford of Europe, which has historically been like the last bastion of good, yeah, American they've vehicles, kept, kept or maintained or created the best Ford products. So, like the Mercure, it was a Ford Europe thing. Mm-hmm. The uh, Focus RS, the Fiesta ST, you know, the Focus in existence. Period. Yeah, all the ST line I think yeah. originated in. The UK. Yeah, it did. Yep. It, if you're even like a cos, if you're a escort fan, which there are people that are, well, uh, they Euro escort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, escorts are from like the entire escort lines from Europe. We just got them once they went front wheel drive. Right. Um, I think we actually did get the Mercury Capri here, the Ford Capri, that straight six we did. one. Yeah, we did. Uh, pretty sure we did. I think we did. Anyway, the convertible... It did not sell well, but I'm pretty sure we yeah. did. And then also that convertible Capri, we also got from Europe. Yes. Whereas, We like, definitely got that one. I've seen those. Whereas American Ford is like the Pinto and the Fairmont. Well, at least we got the 2.3 turbo engine. That's true. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Ford is basically scuttling most of their European operations. Uh, they're, they're firing like something like 50,000 people in Europe. Hmm. Um. And yeah, that's really gross. But furthermore, they're axing even more cars in lieu of crossovers. So even their European branches are going to just crossovers and EVs, which okay. 
That's, I mean, I get it, but it's dumb. No, I don't get it because I just think it is outright dumb because I think if they made a Fiesta EV and made it actually good, that would sell very well. And I think that the issue is here is they're saying that they can't compete with the Europeans. They can't compete with Peugeot and Renault and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, no, you're right. They can't because if you if you drive a Fiesta and then you drive a Fiat, the Fiat is endlessly better than the Fiesta. Oh well, yeah. Um, for many reasons. Yes, but like it's just like design I mean, design reasons, design and, stuff and like character that. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you and feel it, less like you're driving an appliance, even though you're driving. Yeah, an I think that the issue here is that Ford, in in lieu of actually fixing their problems, they're just eliminating everything. It's kind of like saying, actually, I can't really equate anything to it. I it's like saying, oh, I can't get the contrast on my TV to be right after my kid messed with it, so I'm just gonna throw oh. it in the trash instead it's of like be factory like resetting it. And, yeah, instead of doing a factory <laughs> reset, just like making it good again. Like it's just okay. it seems really dumb. It's the sort Ford as a car company is the same thing as the sort of person that buys a new car because of a valve cover gasket leak. <laughs> There are a bunch of people out yeah. there that do that. <laughs> it's exactly that sort of person. And yeah, Ford sucks. You can't even deny that at this point. Hmm. Like, I love a lot of Ford products. My Mazda is largely based off of a Ford. In fact, if the engine ever goes out on it, I'm putting a Ford engine into it. So it's like my, my favorite muscle car is a Ford. What is it? Fox Body Mustang uh, 86, which is the four eyes front end with and that's the, the last fuel injection. Year of the, no, 86 was the last 86 year of the carb, was right? the first year of the fuel injection. Really? Yep. So 85 was when they stopped the yep. carb? Okay. So 86, was, 86 was the only year where you can get the four eyes. Anyway, but yeah, my favorite, yeah, my favorite muscle car, you know, my <laughs> favorite, um, you know, a lot of my favorite engines are from Ford. You know, Ford's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, like the EcoBoost is pretty good. Yeah, like historically, they've been really awesome. Modular is not great. No, but neither is the three or two of them, honestly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, their their V eights are hit, hit and miss. I like them because it's like it's a V eight. It's gonna make plenty of power. You'll be fine. I wish they were actually hit and miss type engines. A V eight. That would be hit really and funny, miss. actually. Dum, dum, bum, dum, bum, bum. Dum. I have dum, bum, 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 I have twelve dum. liters. How much horsepower do you make? Twelve. <laughs> Seventeen thousand foot pounds. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it's just like like. Historically, Ford has not sucked. However, I will say Ford sucks because modern Ford is actively trying to do everything to get rid of anything that you are interested in as a car enthusiast. Yes, they are. Like, if you have anything that you like about Ford, they're getting they're rid of it. They're planning to get rid of it or they've already gotten rid of and it. The only reason the Mustang is holding out is because that is, like, their Corvette. It's the thing that they can't get rid of. It's the only car they have that, yeah, like, people would actually be mad. Like, that that's a car where you would have, like, riots. And, well, it's like when they tried to replace it with a Ford, with a Ford Probe. They almost had a, a strike and a walkout. But that was a Mazda, wasn't it? No, Ford, Ford tried to replace the Fox body with the Probe originally. And it was an 11th hour decision that they would keep the Fox body so going. So it's like the Porsche 928 versus 911 type of exactly, thing? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that was they, a big mistake. Luckily, they never discontinued the 911. And oddly, the 928 and the Probe are both gone. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Uh, Wonder how that happened. Yeah, so it's just one of those things like that. <laughs> the only reason they haven't gotten rid of that is because everybody has said that if you get rid of this, we're going to... It'll make the French Revolution. There's big blood in the streets. 
It's gonna be awful. Is is if they burn a Twingo or a Fiat 500 again, we are gonna have words. I my coworker is currently in France taking pictures of every single Twingo that he sees. Good. Yeah. Oh, I've seen some posts of like now that these things are import legal, like reasonably used condition Twingos for like 500 euro for sale. Like, how can I get this to the country as cheaply talk, as possible? Talk to Brian. Well, talk to Brian, or if you can get it to the UK, which I'm sure they sold a bunch of Twingos in the UK. They did, yes. Easy. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and it'd be super easy. I think it'd it's be like really cool. It's like three grand imported, probably, for a crappy one. Plus, it's, plus it's about, it's about three. It's about three grand in importation fees in uh, registration. Like, to get between purchasing well, it. Well, it's less from Neil. Well, I guess between purchasing it, like, it, that's what you should assume. It's about three grand. It, Three grand's actually it, a great deal if you're yeah. like specifically shipping over a car for yourself. Yeah, if you're doing like if you have that's it, actually a really good piece of info for a lot of people. A lot of people are like, oh, what does it actually cost to import a car? I'm about like, three, about, about three thousand dollars yeah. plus, plus fees for registration. Well, plus the cost of the car. Well, and I, shipping from the port in the United States yeah. to your house and stuff like that. So, so it'd be like you you start with whatever the purchase price of your car is. Fiat or not Fiat, uh, Renault Twingos like. Yeah, five hundred bucks. It's cheap. Well, five hundred euro. Six hundred bucks. Yeah, there you go. All right, so whatever. <laughs> the notoriously weak euro. Thank you, Brexit, for yeah. making Twingos cheaper for us. Yeah, actually, thank you. That's fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, you have the the six hundred euro Twingo, uh, and then you have the uh, oh, from Bosnia. Yeah, yeah, and you get it from like Bosnia or something, <laughs> and then yeah, you somehow get it to a port. <laughs> That's the issue. Good luck. Is getting it to a port from Bosnia <laughs> without it being blown up or like running or, over or like yeah. into a car accident with a donkey or something. Uh, and then, yeah, Pretty between, hard to avoid. between actually getting the keys for the car from the previous owner and getting it in your driveway, it's usually around $3,000. So, yep. That's not too far off. Yeah. No, it's, and that's one of those things like it places it. It's kind of like a, if you've never done it before, it's kind of a, kind of a clusterfuck. I'm going to use my, they're, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of red tape. If you've got somebody handling it for you, you're going to be a, a much happier camper. That's, it's worth paying somebody. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because Brian's an awesome guy and Neil's really awesome too. I'm saying it because it's legitimately so much of a hassle unless you're planning to do it a lot. Yeah. yeah and well, get good at it. You've done it. You've yeah. Done... Well, yeah, but I've done it through Neil. Yeah. Because his fees are so reasonable. Yeah. And like, I don't have to worry about all of the port things and like he gets it into the country with a United States state title. So Which like, is huge. It's, it's like it's super easy. I mean, granted, it's a Florida state title, so uh, that will make it hard to resell. But <laughs> yeah, but now it's got a Minnesota title, so it's fine. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, it it's matter. it's one of those things where it's yeah. I would, you know, I, I could sit there, I could save myself a little bit of money, but it's one of those things where it's like, how much is my personal time worth? Right. Like, and I, that, a lot of people don't factor in what their time is worth in. That being said, a lot of people, their time really isn't worth that much. Yeah. But my time's worth a ton. It's mine. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's why I'm, I'm happy to pay somebody. Um, yeah. And, same. you know, especially when it's like, you know, somebody that's going to actually be there and like be your benefactor and help you out. And like, you know, we'll actually help you with the ownership experience. Like it's it, the experience doesn't end with putting the car in your driveway. Right. Because one day your alternator belt's going to snap on your Twingo. Nothing's really gonna fit perfectly. You need to get a guy that. That's can... a bad example because you can always measure those and get something that fits. Spark plug. You're gonna need a spark also plug. a bad example. Okay. Maybe ignition coil. We'll go yeah, there because that's not gonna fit anything. I guess in this a good country. point. Yeah, a coil, a valve cover, <laughs> an oil go. pan. Yeah, something... any normal thing. <laughs> something unique to the 1.2 liter Renault engine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Which, shocker, we didn't actually get those here in anything officially. Exactly. So. It's like you can try and find it. Like there's some cars. 
where if it was sold in Mexico, you can yeah. get it. Yeah. Because AutoZone has Mexican branches that they can actually pull parts from. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so it's, it's actually really convenient. So if you own a Nissan Suru, which is the continuation. A Nissan Subaru? No, Suru, T-S-U-R-U. Oh. Um, if you own like a Nissan Suru uh, and you need, say, an automatic transmission filter, which was not the standard <laughs> 91 Sentra automatic transmission. It was actually a not. Renault transmission. You can actually get it from AutoZone. I don't think the Twingo falls in that, but hmm. like the Volkswagen up if in you like bought, 25 years. If you bought a Twingo with the, like, a specific engine, I haven't done any research on yeah. it, but maybe there is some overlap with some model. And th- that's the thing. is there, When you have somebody like Brian or like mm-hmm. an, a real importer, um, you know, somebody like, like importervehicle.com, um, then they're actually going to sit there and, you know, you say, oh, crap, I need a head gasket for my Skyline. They'll be like, I got you. Or like, yeah, I need a valve cover gasket for my Twingo. I got you. Hell like, yeah. We we know a guy in Europe. He can go to the he can go to Amazon I mean, over there. You can always do it, but I mean, it it's nice to have that support structure because it's much cheaper or much more reasonably priced, rather not cheap. But yeah. I mean, when I buy, I'm trying to think of the last thing I bought, like a throttle cable for Brexit to swap it in. Yeah. Like I had to go through a connection of a connection in Norway, and like his price was actually pretty reasonable. It was probably but, twice what I would pay for a left-hand drive version here. Yeah, and it took six weeks for me to get it. But like, if if you have a car like this, it's not your daily driver. So no, it doesn't no. matter if you're waiting six weeks for a throttle and cable. It, if you are gonna have a car like that, it's your daily driver. It's gonna be something like a 240, right? Where parts are readily available Correct. in America. Yeah, it's gonna be like a tweaked version of something we actually got here. Yeah, and it's probably not gonna have a stock powertrain either. No, so. it's be like, like a right-hand drive CRX. Yeah. Yeah, and you will have actually if you had a right-hand drive CRX, you wouldn't really have to worry about like procuring parts or because it'll be stolen before anything breaks. Yeah, just, yeah, just so put good be, coverage on it and call yeah, it. Yeah, he'll be fine. Agreed um, value, make sure. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that's enough about Ford and being depressed. I want to talk about good news. Me too. Oh, okay, I'm, 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 I'm pretty out of much control here. <laughs> that's fine. I'm pretty much on a Toyota kick this week. So you are, and I'm okay with that. And uh, the Supra, very excited about that. But this, this dropped the same day as that leaked article from the the uh, mexican toyota branch for the supra this is called the mark x grmn and what it is is a correct number of door so four door sedan manually aspirated manual toyota and it looks like a cross between a gs and, and like a, a corolla or something it looks like a big ass camry yeah kind of but like it's rear wheel drive I think it's derived from this the Crescent, actually, it's if I remember really correctly. What's that? It's really pretty, and I want it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I would call it pretty, but like, I like it. It looks, it, you know, it I would, I would, add, I would call that a very handsome car. Actually, I think that looks really, really, really awesome. I, I hate to say this, but if they put a Toyota cowboy hat on the hood in the middle in the front, I would like it a lot better because <laughs> it looks a little bland. But it's also a white. <laughs> Toyota sedan. So yeah, but anyway, this you know, uh, I, I actually like the blandness because we're, we're it, not gonna. Get, it is a sleeper. I mean, if you got that thing and the well, the reason that I like the silver. blandness is remember remember that Lexus is still using the Predator face grill. This is much better than that. I yeah. will take this any day. Yeah, over, okay. yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fair point. I'm gonna do some research here because I'm pretty sure that that's derived from the Cressida though. Like the Cressida. Ooh, there's more pictures. The Cressida was the Mark II in Japan. I think the Mark X, like, Ooh. when they split the Mark II. God, that looks, looks really good. Looks better with the wheels turned. That rear end looks just like a That looks like a Japanese G8. Yeah. Or a SS. 
It looks really cool. Oh, like look at that, that interior. Mm. Yep, predecessor is, uh, by the way, Burger, the predecessor of this car is the Mark II, which was the Japanese name for the Cressida. So, sorry, I'm... I'm it has two gear pattern indicators because they know you're going to change the shift knob. That's great. <laughs> I love it. That's pretty funny. That's a really, really awesome I, I don't think we're getting it because it's a GRMN. We don't get anything GRMN here. But I just I want to get the Mark X. Like, Toyota yeah. should really bring that back. The just get in. rid of the Camry. No. Give us that. Keep the Camry. Have that be a, above the Camry and have that be... Get the, rid of the Avalon? Call it, no, call it the Cressida. Just make it a thing. Yeah, because the Cressida sold so well when they had those here. Well, actually, it did. The only reason they got rid of it is they made Lexus. Oh, no. Hold on. Wow, OBS crashed again. Yeah, but that was the first time it did it today, so that's weird. I, I'm going to have to figure this out. That's really annoying. Bear oh. with us, audio listeners. Sorry about that. Okay. No, no. So anyway, as we were saying, yeah, bring us that. Yeah, no, that that would be um, a really, really awesome, like, modern Cressida. And some of those things were, you know, Toyota's trying to make them their brand be more exciting. Somebody's microphone's tapping against something. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm jiggling my belly to figure out You know out what, it's actually this. mine, touching the pop oh! filter. Oh, Hold yes, on. All right, me. okay, All right, good, anyway. we're better now. <laughs> so... Toyota's in the process of trying to make their uh, brand more exciting and get out of the malaise that they've been in. Mm -hmm. And I really think that actually doing something like bringing back the Cressa, even if it's for a short period of time, and you make the Cressida like a cheap, like above a Avalon and below a Lexus, you well, make your that's gonna make, drive. That's going to be too expensive for people to get into them. Not really. It's going to have to be above a Camry below an Avalon in price. I put it alongside the Avalon even. Sure. Yeah, yeah, same price point, but sporty same. instead of luxury. Yeah, exactly. I think, and that can sell. Like that's yeah. proven to be a so. thing, especially I, with the the drought of manual sedans we have. Oh yeah, no. It's like you've got you could you could have an ATS two O, which is ancient and terrible. Yeah. You could have a G seventy, which is awesome. Yeah. Or you could have this, which is reliable. So let's talk about the other brands that historically have manuals. <laughs> that BMW. You would, yeah, BMW. You would have everybody jumping Audi. ship. From Audi, from BMW, going Even to Mercedes Toyota. Mercedes 10 years ago and had a manual sedan. The other thing is, like, it's a Toyota. Like, this car is going to be bulletproof reliable. Yeah, it's going to have a 2GR so, in it. It's going to be fine. You know what you're going to do? You're, you're going to get all these people from Audi. And they're going, wait, this is what a car is supposed to be? Like, this is this is how it's supposed to be? Like They're going to do their third oil change and be like, wait, I don't need timing chains yet? Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Like yeah, speakers are a little bit muddy, but I got some, I got some uh, Modern aftermarket. I, yeah, I, I got, are just fine. I know, but it's like the Toyota's have something that like won't stack up Audi. But it's like who even cares? Like the thing looks awesome. It's super nice. Like you could get that in America, and it would be amazing. Like that would sell like a hotcake. I mean, if the statistics are right, from what I've been reading last week, like wagon sales are way up and stuff like way that. Way up, yeah. So like, why why aren't Fun yeah. manual sedan sales way up too. Maybe they're coming. That would be great. I would love to see a kind of a comeback of that. Hmm. Um, no, that would be in a really amazing car. And also, um, I believe that those have a all-wheel drive variant as well. Yeah, they probably which do. Which will appeal to the kind of rubes. Fine. That well, you have to think about that. Uh, like your standard, fine. your standard, like just like rube that doesn't appreciate life. 
that's going to be the person that buys As long the as they don't offer it with automatic. Well, yeah, of course you have to offer an automatic. But, I mean, still, but the thing is, it's the option of the manual. That's what people want. What? It's I don't a thing. like automatics. I don't like automatics either, but like here we are. I don't like all-wheel drive either. I don't like all-wheel drive either. It's fine, though. Fine. You need to... Those things will fine, bolster... I guess you can sell all the boring ones to give us the fancy ones. It's going to bolster the sales, and people are going to want to buy it. I think that Akio Toyota is the sort of person that would actually... He would appreciate the small sales. Like, yeah, it's it's a small-selling car, but... You know, somebody like him that's actually an enthusiast that runs a car company, mm-hmm. they're going to go, well, yeah, it doesn't have to sell as much as a RAV4. It's not supposed to. This is the car that gets people into the RAV4s. This is the car. It's well, This is our STI. Like, the RAV4 would fund something like this coming to this country, though. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is that's what it should be, that cars like this are the end game where you sell your normal cars to bring cars like this here. But a lot of companies like Ford, their end game is selling boring cars. Like, that's their thing. Sell cars in, for the purpose of selling additional cars. Right. And what Toyota used to be, at least, was sell cars to bring cool stuff here that will get people to buy more normal cars. Yeah. And that's the thing. That That's what they need more of. And I think Toyota, honestly, I, I'd be okay if they kind of did what Nissan did in the 80s and just, like, saturated themselves with cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think they're well on their way. I mean, Supra's back. Yep, Supra's back. Toyota and Europe has got tons of sweet GRM and stuff that we're not getting. Which we should. Yep. Um, MR2's potentially, potentially coming back in a couple of years. The Yaris, that doesn't suck. Like, it's actually really yeah, fun to drive. Especially GRM, even. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the manual IS. You got the yeah. Lexus F-Sport. We don't. We can't get a manual IS. I, I'm pretty sure we can. We, used, not we used to be able to get the 250, okay. but not yeah, anymore. I guess not anymore. But anyway... Uh, the I, the F Sport like brand TRD making something for literally anything, mm-hmm. and even the Sienna like having its own cultural renaissance for Manning <laughs> like that doesn't happen. Yes. That, that, <laughs> Manning, that, I like that. That doesn't happen on accident. Like people stopped driving vans because they began to suck. Like nowadays, like for the Sienna to actually bring Vanning back in a big way. Like, that means it's a good vehicle. Like, they don't... I'm people... digging the word vanning. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real I, adjective. I'm sure yeah. it is. <laughs> but, um, no, like, that's a thing. Like, you have to make a good quality vehicle. Nobody cares about the 97 Protégé. And the reason nobody cares about the 97 Protégé isn't for lack of trying. is because the car sucked. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about the Cavalier. Ugh. Yeah. They sucked, but you know what? But I do care Chevy about the did... Cimarron, and that sucked. Well, yeah, but that's because it sucked so much. It was actually like humorous. You wouldn't buy one new. No. But no. that's the thing. Is like, it you can't force a car to be good, and I think Toyota is actually making good cars. Um, yeah, I mean, I think so too. They always make good cars, but now they're actually getting interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like again, fun cars, I should say, because they're good at making fun cars. We've got um, proof of that in the past. A. Brand that used to make uh, fun cars, but mm-hmm. is not to those Nissan. Well, yeah, it's a lot like Toyota. Yeah, well, they they went the way of Toyota because uh, of the evil king of numbers, Carl Scone. <laughs> um, he, but anyway, he's in jail. Now. He went from benevolent overlord to evil king of numbers. Well, yeah, overnight. I didn't have I didn't have to worry about him putting me in a gulag. Like <laughs> now, it's I can say what I want about Carl Scone. He's a horrible, horrible person. I hate him. Um, anyway. 
I still like Bob Lutz. Yeah, Bob Lutz is fine. Carlos Ghosn is terrible. <laughs> God, I hope see, we don't find out something terrible about Bob Lutz now. I, we We're going to have to get a new benevolent overlord then. Well, we already know that he killed the electric car. Yeah. So, I mean, he, we already but know what back. he did. It's fine. Yeah, we already know what he did. Like, it's whatever. Nobody's perfect. Anyway. <laughs> so, Nissan is more Stalin references, by the way. Uh, purging all of the Gone people. Um, oh, my word. <laughs> uh, the or, real news brought to you here first, folks. <clears throat> well, no, I mean, this one actually is from Automotive News. No, um, I, I know. Yeah, but uh, Jose uh, Munoz, who's the chief performance officer, company performance, not car performance, um, hmm. and Arun Biaj, uh, who is the senior uh, vice president of the company, are both out. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, Per Automotive News, actually, one of the insiders at Nissan said it was a purge. Like, that was their word choice, was they're purging all of the going people out, which I am 100% okay with. Cause the only thing both, I purge is AutoCAD. Well, these people, um, not only are they responsible for making cars, like, just, Nissan suck, which I'm going to get back to, <laughs> but these are actually people that were corrupt. Like, these are corrupt people in Nissan that deserve to not have their job. Corrupt people are people that are corrupt? No, sorry. These are, as I said, they're corrupt people, period. And these people just don't deserve to have their job in Nissan. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm okay with that. But furthermore, the fact that they're not only corrupt, but they are also actively making Nissan suck, it's... It, it's like a buy one get one. Two birds the one stone. So it's did perfect. Mr. Gowan by making the freaking cross cab. Yeah, well, it wasn't just that. Um, that's that's what I'm that hanging up be on. Like a war crime in itself. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, that's such an East German product. I, I know, right? <laughs> I'm communist. Uh, but so Jose Munoz, particularly, um, he's been around for quite some time, and he's been the one that's been really pushing Nissan using incentives and fleet sales to bolster their car sales okay. as opposed to making a better car. So instead of making their cars competitive to like say the average s- John Q Dick and Harry. Yeah. As, sell it to as, Enterprise. A, as opposed to making the Sentra competitive to the, uh, to the Impreza or the civic, they just incentivize the hell out of it and sell all of them to fleet sales. Great. Which, Yeah. Is it's that why like, every rental car is a Nissan Altima? Yeah, and that's you know. Do you remember what that was previously before this current era? What do you mean? Like the quintessential rental car? Um, I'm trying to think. It was previously the Malibu and the Cobalt. I definitely got a bunch of Malibus. Yeah, yeah. Malibus and Cobalts were the like the old rental car. It's always been it was like, like the, a Chrysler the, product before that though. The lowest common denominator car. Where it's just like, if anybody can drive it, it's no fun, nobody cares, it's not going to sell normally, so we have to send it straight to rental. It's a straight-to-rental car. Um, it's like one of those uh, B-movie Disney whatever things that goes straight Al- to DVD. Aladdin 6. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it's like that. And, yeah, people like Jose Munoz are people that are responsible for that, from right. what I understand, I should say, at least. And yeah, if if this guy is the person that's responsible for doing that, mm. 
then yeah, no, screw that guy. You can send him right to a gulag for all I care because that sucks. Like, there was a time when the Sentra was a great car. There was a time when the Ultima, well, it, it came out of the stands, so, which I guess was kind of okay. I, all right, the Ultima is a terrible example. Literally just realized but, you actually had a link for this story. My bad. No, no, it was. It, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just from Auto News in case I need to proof anything. Well, either way. Yeah. So that's Jose Munoz. It makes the uh, thumbnails more interesting on YouTube if we keep shit on the screen. So. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's Jose Munoz in the picture. And here's a bunch of text. So I'll go yeah. back after the top. Yeah. It, it's not an interesting thing to look at. Um, the person I wrote this was named Hans. Oh, he sounds like a bang-up chap. And his name is super close to Hans Gruber. Grimel? Grimel? Hans, Hans Grimel? 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 Gruber? Gruber? I think you mean Bill Clay. <laughs> yes, his name's Bill Clay. <laughs> oh, I need an alias now, and it has to be Bill Clay. You should change your name in Steam to Bill Clay and like <laughs> start playing Counter Strike and play exclusively on Office. <laughs> oh, they need to mod that and put Nakatomi Plaza. That'd be great. I'm sure map. there's got to be a Nakatomi Plaza map. On... Some game has yeah. to have a Nakatomi Plaza. Um. Anyway, so. Oh, so yeah, these people, I'm entirely okay with them going to jail because they suck. Like, I, I'm actually, I wish that everybody that did this went to jail. Yeah, we're well like, on our way. This sounds like the French Revolution of car enthusiasts at Nissan, and I love it. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Yes. Oh, it's so great. Anyway, well, actually, Sunday, bloody Sunday was about. Uh, I, Ryan, not everything I say necessarily has a literal connection to what Yeah, we're but we, you know, you'd get some weird comment if I didn't say it. I welcome the weird comments because we have weird content. Yeah, that's true. If somebody, if somebody has some nerdy comment, that means they're paying attention. So, Well, I mean, the stuff I talk about is ripe with nerdy comments incoming, and that is uh, completely expected with this next story. Have you seen this thing? We talked about yeah, the, the Rivian. Yeah, the Rivian. I right? love it. Yeah. So they're... they're also, by the way, actually update, a concept truck. That guy never got back to me about if this is named after Geralt or Rivia. Did you actually email him? Yeah, they had an open, like... On a automotive media professional, well, like, that's a Facebook serious page strike on, against Rivian. Yeah. Then on a on an actual like automotive media professional Facebook page thing that I'm on, where like they use that for Q and A's. Yeah, I asked him that, and he never responded. It's just stupid to me. Well, well, shoot, that kind of takes the wind out of my sails on this one. Yeah, but... kinda, yeah. I'm going to assume it's named after Geralt of Rivia until proven otherwise. Well, I mean, it's pretty skookum, so we're going to assume that it is. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, it's a it's a kick-ass truck so like this isn't it's just a render and a concept that is actually a physical truck and it's at the la auto show and yeah, they also have their suv thing. there um but they they released some light details so the the base lower range pickup after uh fed taxi incentive is sixty two thousand five hundred bucks which is pretty good because that's still gonna have i think a hundred kilowatt hour battery in it and that's gonna be, it sounds like a ton of money, but if you think about it, it's like right on par with like a. It's like less than a Model I'm, X or S base. I've seen like compared to other trucks, like it's like oh, mi- yeah. mid-range F two fifty. Like that's how much that is. That that's a nice F one fifty. Yeah, or a mid-range F two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, trucks, gas trucks are like base fifty fifty five now. I swear. Yeah, they're just insane. So yeah, maybe no, this not is base, great. But you know, the ones that people actually buy. No, like they're 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 based like thirty seven, and that's for like a seat and a steering wheel and no dash. But I mean, the 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 fit and finish and amenities are much more akin to like a King Ranch or a High Country or something like that. So people that are cross shopping this, so are yeah, going it's going to be spending be, that much money. It's going to be on par anyway. Yeah. And then the range topper seven seat SUV based on this is fully optioned, going to top out around a hundred. So that's still considerably cheaper than like a Model X. 
or a fully optioned out. It's about on par with a fully optioned out I-Pace, but it's bigger. So these do 0 to 60 in 3 seconds. They're four-motor electric drive, fully independent suspension, adjustable air suspension. Ah! Ah! Yeah. It's a thing with electric cars. Like, oh, yeah, we can get up to... What is it? I don't... <laughs> the guy kept saying how this is an American company, proud to be American, as he's speaking in a British accent, saying units in centimeters. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Um, (laughs) I don't know how much 350 centimeters is. Right. But it's it's made in just south of Chicago, so that's pretty cool. I've got three things that are worrying me about this. Okay. One, airbag suspension. Yep. Truck. Mm Mm-hmm. You need to get that out of there and put in normal springs. I guarantee that's an optional extra, and the base truck will have coil springs. Thank God. Um, Now, my second one is... Range, 100 miles, you said? No, 100 kilowatt hours. So we're talking 220 for the base, I think, and almost 400 for the top one. If they did a BMW i3 optional conventional, you know, generator engine. A Rex? Yeah. Yeah. um, That would make this truck a really big competitor to a lot of the Cummins and stuff like that. I I think the, well, I don't know. It's not heavy duty enough to compete with the diesels. Well, Well, I guess good point. But, I mean, if they did end up making a stronger chassis, then... Yeah. Eventually, I'm sure they will have heavy-duty yeah. electric if they did a, If they did a gas generator, like, that will mm-hmm. just help so much with sales. I think so, but, I mean, that's, that's a packaging issue, because then you lose... Like, this has a front trunk, it's got a trunk under the bed, and all that kind of stuff, too. And, I mean, that's not necessarily stuff you need, but if you put a range extender in it... My third question. Okay. Independent suspension. Yes. That's going to be a breaking point if you want to take it off-roading. Why? Because a lot of people that do actual, a lot of like rock climbing, like the solid axles. Right, but independent gets you higher ground clearance. That's true. And if it's got disconnecting sway bars, which I don't think this does, maybe it does, well, then you get better articulation, too. That is true. I guess I, I need somebody that knows more. I need, we need Kurt from I mean, performance. you are on. right. A lot of people will like buy independent suspension vehicles and put live axles under them. And, well, I guess a lot of the reason is like because independent suspension can break. Like That's a breaking point. There's a I think lot it is more... articulation. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are that can that independent suspension can yeah that can break on independent suspension. But is this yeah. really going to be like a Rubicon trekking truck? No, but you're selling to truck people, right? But I mean, this is I this has to be more capable off road than an F one fifty. Well, that's the thing is, or a Tacoma. But on paper, right. that's what they care about. It's like selling something to a sports car. Electric like car owner. manufacturers are really good at numbers and paper, so I'm not really worried about that. Because well, they'll find a way to make their numbers beat other numbers. That's true. They will find a way. However, the, I'm just worried about the chassis. Okay. I'm worried about what people are going to do. Because, all right, you're... It's a genuine concern. It's a, it's a truck. It's electric. We already know about douchebag truck owners icing um, Tesla superchargers. Uh, actually, you know what? Um, we're going to talk about that after this. Because um, I'm sure not all of you know about that. But, like, these uh, are did people... Did we talk about that last week or did we not? No, we didn't. Oh, oh shit! Then we have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, well, there's actually more to it than that because there's a lot of shitty things that truck owners have been doing. But um, that yeah, so they have to weird. You're, you're trying to market to these people that are already biased against electric vehicles. Yeah, you don't only have to make your vehicle competitive; you have to beat the ever living shit out of those out of the, your competition. Yeah, no, that's true, but. Does in a lot of ways. No, not a lot. All. No, ways. that's not possible. That's the thing. Well, no, that's and that's the thing is you have to find a way to make that possible because everything that you 
don't do correctly is going to be um, that that's going to be the thing that on that's that's going to be your undoing. It's what's would be like way the way I'm looking at it is with Japanese vehicles coming to America in the 1960s, like Japanese vehicles, you know, yeah, in like 1962 were. Com- really comparative they were slower yes but like everything else was better but yes it was that one thing where you're going 55 miles an hour you feel like the cars gonna fall apart i feel like there's so well i mean to get people in the door initially i think it's gonna be the hard part because every time those people about, drive yeah. one of these you're like oh my god well that's the thing is every single person that drove a datsun 510 Right. Loved bought it. one. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like, nobody, reliable and fun. There's cheap. There's nobody in the world that's driven a good EF Honda Civic that doesn't like them now. Like that doesn't exist. Like th- you drive an EF Honda Civic, and an EF Honda Civic is then a great car. It. I mean, that's if you you're drive, probably right. But I. I, I mean, I've ne- I've never met anybody. That's that, a more accurate statement. Yeah. To say that I've never met anyone. Well, yeah, and so thus meaning that uh, to me, everybody in my world. Okay. <laughs> um, Basically, the but same no, thing. yeah. But the thing is with with Datsun. So Datsun was trying to overcome. Oh well, your cars. Yeah, they're reliable. Like you had the whole Jap crap thing, which people would say. Right, Japanese things that. aren't good. Well, that's not. I heard that even until recently. I'm well, like, Tucker ah. says that because Tucker also drives W bodies. Um, but he drives a Japanese pickup. I know. Um, but it's, it's one of those things, ah. it's one of those things where you can, it, they had to overcome that. And then once they overcame that, when they had, when they were just hands down beating the hell out of everybody, when a hundred thousand miles was a reasonable mileage for a car to like diet, uh-huh. Japanese cars are going 200,000 miles. Yep. Okay. Well now, okay. Well, they're slow. Well, the Datsun 510 smoked every BMW 2002 in its racing pet in its racing career, mm-hmm. it destroyed Alfa Romeo. It cost less than both of those and was more reliable. They got better fuel economy. They were, you have to beat them at literally every single step. You can't say, "Oh, this truck's great. I love it. It's awesome." That cannot climb up a forty-five degree grade covered with boulders. Yeah, but people are always going to invent new things. They will always find a way to make their product better. That's, That's how Chevy's fighting back against I, Ford with the true. F-150. Like, that is true. Our yeah, bed is made of steel. We want steel. I'm like, no, that is a detriment. The F-150's aluminum body and bed is a very good thing that you can't compete with. Yeah. Shut up. Exactly. But they're always going to be... There's going to be a marketing department person that's claiming somehow that this inferior thing is better than the superior thing. So that doesn't have to be better in every way, but their marketing department has to convince people that it is better in every way, and I think they'll do that really well. <laughs> what? Keith sent me his first picture from France. I thought it was to see a Twingo. So instead it was Kiv on his coffee cup and of Keith. Nice. Apparently nobody in, Fr- in France is named Keith. Well, in America, everybody calls him Steve. Well, then he should just go by Steve. <laughs> or Stefan. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I don't even know how to say Keith in French. Yeah, it's Kiv. <laughs> Kiv. Right, little... Let's talk about the Tesla supercharger racing. Because I really uh, thought yes. we covered this last week and we really need to. I, well, it's, <laughs> so it's more than that. It's like just truck owners are just on like a douchebag. It's Micropinus like... syndrome. Yeah, it is Micropinus syndrome. So yeah, you had the Tesla. I, we might have actually. But anyway, uh, a guy with a... Four, Model with X. A, a guy with a Model X. And well, the tow package. This, this started before that. Because beforehand, were, were three people 
with a F-150, a Silverado, and an Avalanche are parked in front of Tesla superchargers. Yep. And then this person with the Tesla called the police, and the police cleared him out and gave one guy a ticket. Um, now, the next one that happened was a guy with a Silverado had parked his truck in front of a Tesla supercharger. Sideways. Sideways. And the guy with the Model X. Yep. With uh, the tow package. With the tow package. Uh, got his toe strap out, <laughs> wrapped it around the front axle of the truck, and yanked the truck out of the way. Just, like, effortlessly yeah, dragged this thing. It really had no problem. Um, now, the third thing of, like, douchery that truck owners have done, uh, Joshua Tree National Park's been closed for, because of the um, the government shutdown. Yeah. I guess a Aren't bunch they of... they doing, like, the off-roading or whatever? Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. If you're off-road, you should be able to off-road where the hell you want. These guys had to cut down a tree because their truck sucks so much. And not just one. Don't they mess cut with down the park. They cut down a bunch of trees at a national park. Oh well, hopefully they get charged with a federal crime then. Yes, they will. Okay, good. Uh, because there's obviously security cameras and stuff, and people what saw that. And good. Plus, micropenis syndrome, they're gonna brag about it. So anyway. Well good, they can brag about it in jail while they're getting plowed by <laughs> Thunder Dick Johnson. Thunder Dick Johnson. Yeah. Uh, you really got to point the microphone towards yourself. Yeah, Janet, Janet, you're the quietest person on earth. <laughs> I, I'm just really upset because, like, a lot of the trees in the national forest in, like, California, that's the only places these trees grow, and they yep. take hundreds, if not thousands of years to grow. And I'm Well, just, these are these are Joshua trees, so they'll grow back, like, relatively quickly. But their F-150 but couldn't clear it. Yeah, their their so F one had to go. Their their F one fifty couldn't get around. I shouldn't blame F one fifty. So it might be some guy with like a really crappy XJ Cherokee too. Um, but like they they couldn't get up like the rocky trail, which is already there for off roading. Um, so they had to cut their own trail. It's just stupid. <laughs> like leave no trace. Well, us. no, they they don't know. Janet, you also sound like. Really, really angry liberal I person. Am. Um, At this but anyway, point in time, I am. <laughs> I'm so angry. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I loved seeing that video all, about the Model X pulling. That all I'm saying is yes. these these are the same guys that had G bodies in oh, like God not in like the 2000s saying muscle cars are the fastest things ever, and they were getting shit on. By a stock 91 Honda Civic. Yep. A, yeah, yep. it's just a 91 Honda Civic with a muffler on it. Adds all of two horsepower because <laughs> the original one broke and they couldn't find an original muffler, so they got an HKS Sport. So, yeah, they got a totally reasonable muffler on their car. They got some coilovers and no engine mods. It would pass the uh, state of California sound decibel. I, one of my favorite things I ever did with my Civic was um, on three cylinders, I beat a uh, 355 swapped. Uh, G body with like they just swapped in like a slightly larger version of the engine. They kept all the emissions garbage on it. They did, they still had a, it still had the non locking differential with the stock transmission. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awful. And I, like a 1200 stall converter in it. Yeah. It was bad. And I, uh, annihilated it on three cylinders. Like I had, <laughs> I had the owner of this G body by a bus length. <laughs> It's not a real race until there's buses involved. Yeah, it's like a bus <laughs> length and minus one cylinder. So many hurt feelings. <laughs> yeah, the person's like, 
I was not, it's not fair. I couldn't, I couldn't hook up. I'm like, no, it's totally fair. I was on 75% of my engine's power. Micropenis. Actually, less of it because now my O2 sensor is having to compensate for the unburnt gasoline. Going I was going to say, now it. it's covered in like oil and gasoline. Yeah, so now it's actually worse than it was supposed to be. So yeah, it's still that, fine as it turns out. Yeah. Uh, so hey. yes, there is a train coming. Yay! You. Oh my God, that is a loud train. Oh, I oh, wish it was the vintage ass. one. No, it's it's going pretty quick. That's going a full chooch. She's choochin'. Yeah. Choo choo. <laughs> On Woo-woo. that bombshell. Yep. <laughs> thank you for listening to Motor Cult and us talk trash about trucks, Ford, and love Toyota. We'll see you guys see you on, Wednesday. Time, on Wednesday. On Wednesday.